Hello everybody and thank you once again for choosing to listen to another episode of the Rampant Mumblings podcast. In today's episode I'm going to share my thoughts on the Microsoft Universal Bluetooth Keyboard. Now this might sound strange coming from a so-called Apple fanboy but I've got to admit I've become a bit of a Microsoft fan in recent months. Their offerings of Office for both iPhone and iPad are simply way ahead on Apple devices including developers saying well if you want the best Office experience that's exactly where you should be on iOS and right now all of their hardware offerings are a far cry from the cheap made in plastic tap from what was only a few years ago. Now with all that in mind nobody was more surprised than me when I received an email a couple of weeks ago from one of Microsoft's marketing partners offering to send out a couple of things for review namely the keyboard and a mouse which is hopefully going to be coming up this week. Fingers crossed, I'm finally going to get to review the Microsoft Band. The Microsoft Universal Keyboard is a fairly small unit coming in at 9.53 inches across by 4.29 inches wide. And now this might sound like an incredibly cramped typing experience, and it sort of is, right up until you sort of take the time just to get used to the key spacing, and then you suddenly realise that you're rattling off words just as quick as you would do using your full-size keyboard. Well, at least in my experience but more about the typing experience in a moment. Now, if you've been around technology for a number of years, you probably remember the Microsoft peripherals of old. These were normally constructed from a special type of plastic that would only normally be found on the dashboard interior of cars, specially reserved for sales reps on a budget. Thankfully, this is no longer the case, and that scratchy plastic of old is no more. Although... It is made of plastic, but it's a certainly a nice it's a nicer feeling plastic throughout. The front flap, when not in use, acts as a nice protector to keep all the dusting grime out from getting in between the keys, and it feels like a material not too dissimilar of that used on Apple's own smart cover. And like I say, it's done a grand job of keeping out the dust and other gunk from clogging up the keys. During my time reviewing the Microsoft Universal Keyboard, it's been subjected to quite a few journeys here, there and everywhere in my less than protective backpack. It's been on the beach with me, been hauled around different coffee shops and there's pretty much been a constant travelling companion with me. It's small, lightweight enough to be carried around with me at all times and while some people are going to argue that any extra weight at all might seem unnecessary, I found that this was completely outweighed by just how productive I can be with a small mobile keyboard. There are absolutely no qualms about the quality of construction and the Microsoft keyboard has taken all of life's bumps and knocks that you would expect from being carried around with no problems at all. No cracks appearing, nothing coming loose, no rattles, nothing at all. So well done Microsoft on that. If I had to find a small fault with construction and this is a really really but it's more of a niggle than a fault, I would say, is that in bright light, you can really see that all of the letters, numbers, and other icons are small stickers on the buttons. This could raise a question of will they start to peel with long-term usage, greasy fingers, or mucky hands. Moving on to keyboard functionality. For the longest time, I've believed that the company who's going to win the mobile war will be the first one to go platform agnostic, letting people run apps on any device that will run them, providing a suitable experience. Now, Microsoft have clearly embraced this, not only with their software offerings, but with hardware as well, choosing not to shy away from other platforms, but instead promoting the fact you can use the keyboard with Windows Phone, Android, and iOS devices, showing 
quite clearly with branding and logos on the selector switch. I find it particularly interesting that Microsoft have actually put on one of their products the actual proper logo marks for three major devices because even independent keyboard makers like Logitech and the rest of them, they're still pretty much going device one, two or three or pair with your devices, not actually going so far as to mention who they could be you know, who they could be paired with. And perhaps this is a it's been even been easier for Microsoft to do it on this pro product because they are saying it is a universal mobile keyboard. There is no on-off key on the keyboard itself. Instead, the cover acts as the on-off switch, which is good news because if you look after it and after one charge, you're going to get the best part of six months battery life from one charge. When the battery is running low, there's a stealthily hidden LED bulb that will glow red to let you know when you're running a bit low on juice. As you might expect, toggling the selection keys up at the top there will sync up the topmost keys to function with your device. So for things like locking, volume, slash audio, playing duties and searching your device dependent on your target platform. I've tested this with my iPad, iPhone and Google Nexus tablet and it was pretty seamless switching between them. It was seamless, it was quick everything works as you would imagine. Now for us iOS users, down in the bottom left hand of the keyboard there is a home button and as you would imagine it does exactly what it would do on your iOS device. Now one feature I would have liked to have seen is when I double tap on the home button I could use the arrow keys on the keyboard to go left and right to choose a window. Now unfortunately you can't do this but I imagine this is more of a limitation based on Apple's implementation rather than a misstep of the universal key. Keyboard. So, on to typing. Of course, typing is a subjective experience. I'm just going to sum up what happens with me. Obviously, your mileage may differ. So what is it like to use and type on the Microsoft keyboard on a daily basis? And to that, I can only say, well, I found it incredibly pleasant. I found that I didn't have to adjust my typing style too much to be able to get the best from the keyboard. Now the keys I found did require a slightly firmer press than my Apple keyboard, but as I've been using my main keyboard for a couple of years now, this is to be expected, and I would quite imagine that maybe my keys have bedded in a little bit. As it is a smaller keyboard, it does take a little bit of time for your hands to become orientated with the different dimensions, but I did find myself going at a very reasonable pace quite quickly, and I'd say within about 10 minutes. I never found myself mishitting a key or having to press down on a key harder than normal and the best thing of all I never found myself having to scroll back and insert a missing letter from a lighter than normal touch. Now I've started using a keyboard with my iPad it's brought me to a whole level of appreciation for being able to use cut and paste on a keyboard on my iPad and as I said earlier it's become a constant travelling companion with me because of the benefits of being able to bash out an email, post on a blog from pretty much anywhere which I know you can do with your iPad anyway but a hell of a lot easier and more quickly and a lot more efficient using a keyboard. Next up screen angles. Now the original Microsoft service got a bit of a kick in for its stand because it only supported two angles and people criticised this for the on the Microsoft Surface at least for being too limited and whilst the Microsoft Universal Keyboard does only have two angles for positioning your device I find them both not to be too 
too bad. If you're ever struggling to change the angle, you can, you can prop it up using the case flap to a certain degree. Now there is no mechanical wizardry here to help you get the position of your device. You simply rest your device in one of the two grooves that securely holds your device in place. Although it's made from plastic, it does have a rubber feel to it and it will grip your device from landscape into an almost portrait position without any slipping at all. I've been less than gentle at times, yanking any of my devices out from testing and it hasn't left a mark on the screen yet, but to be on the safe side, in case you do get a dust bunny there or a bit of sand, I'd still recommend, as I always do, that you get a screen protector. Of course, only having two angles is never going to please everyone, but they do seem to be the most considered angles and the best ones for the job available. One is obviously aimed at normal desk usage and I would say that the other is way aimed more towards the, the sort of slouching on the sofa base type usage. As the flap is sort of rubberized in that Apple smart cover feeling way, it does do another side benefit. It does give it a bit of grip on the desk. So when you are typing, you won't get the keyboard sliding away from you when you press down on a key. So finally, what are my overall thoughts on the Universal Keyboard? Well, Microsoft have come a long way in, since Satya Nadella has taken over in terms of obvious software quality and now hardware offerings. Thankfully, the days are gone of Microsoft branded products being cheaply assembled in China, commanding the premium price that Microsoft expected to get back in the day just because it had a Microsoft logo on there. Now, if the Microsoft Universal Keyboard was still retailing for £75 as it's being advertised on the Microsoft website, then it would be incredibly hard to justify that price tag. But as you can pick one of these up for now for £35 from Amazon, it's pretty much a no. What you're going to get is a quality instructed keyboard that works with a multitude of devices and makes typing a comfortable experience no matter what device you use. So I'm going to say highly recommended. And that's pretty much it for this episode of the Rumpet Mumblings podcast. So until next time, Ta-da!